Hello and welcome to the Redeeming Fate podcast. I'm your host, Matt Simmons. We're continuing our series on getting to know the staff and leaders here at Redeemer Church. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Shannon and Justin. Always happy to be here on the podcast with you guys. How's it going, Shannon? Good, Matt. It's a lovely Sunday afternoon. It is. It's beautiful. How are you, Justin? I'm great, Matt. Thanks for asking. Thanks again for setting this all up for us, Justin. We really appreciate it. Yep. Also joining us today is Alyssa Vaughn. Welcome, Alyssa. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Great. We're looking forward to getting to know you today and what you do with the church in particular. But first, let's go all the way back. So tell us about yourself. Where are you from? Where were you born? I was born in Michigan Town, Indiana. Um, it's a tiny little town um, north of Indianapolis. Uh, I grew up on a pig farm. Pig farm. Pig farm. <laughs> uh, Some my parents, my grandparents, uh, both sides of my family live within two counties and all have farmland. And so that was my upbringing in the yeah. agricultural world. We've got a little bit in common there, uh, as you know. My brother recently moved up there, and he lives in that same area. And mm-hmm. the house they bought, and then the, the house they were renting before they bought their house, was right there amongst your family. Yeah. I looked in it that up region. after you told me, and it's real close. Real close, probably yeah, I know it within is. an hour, if not even. Yeah, that. it's funny. It's a small world of, yep. of all the places, and our families are just right there, co-located. So it's pretty cool. So I'm sure there's a lot there too with growing up on a pig farm that we could talk about probably for the whole episode. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, probably not. <laughs> what, what was that like? Um. Hmm. Most people didn't understand our lives and why we couldn't go do things whenever we wanted. Um, looking back now, I appreciate it. It yeah. taught us a lot of um, good qualities, good work ethic. Um, I loved being outdoors. I loved animals. Ultimately, it led to my college degree and career um, for a bit. And then, um, but there were times growing up, we, I think we all went through phases where we were like, we wish we didn't have to do this. We <laughs> wish we could just be a normal kid and go play with our friends and yeah. go out and whatnot. But so, so it was a big time commitment, but I don't know anything about farming, but I'm assuming mm-hmm. with pigs, you got to feed them every day. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Every day. So we, and we had, it wasn't just like a little project. It was a whole farm. It was a whole farm. Yeah. Um, so me and my siblings, would split up. We'd each have a few barns that we were in charge wow, of, and geez. those were our nightly chores. Man. Yep. So tell me about your siblings. You've said you got siblings. How yeah. many? So I'm actually a triplet, and I have a brother and a sister. Wow. Yep. All the same age. Triplets. Born on the same day. Wow. Yeah. Your I kind of forget. It's it's weird growing up because everyone knew us as that, and then as we've gone and moved on and moved to different places, I don't realize that like that has not been brought up until I know someone for like a year, <laughs> and they start asking, are we we get in a conversation and they'll be like, you're a triplet. Wait, what? Yeah, Wow. That's pretty like, rare. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're, you're the only triplet I've ever met. Yeah. There actually aren't even many that I've met. So I, I was lucky in college. I had, it was in an education class that had another girl in there that who had triplets. Oh, wow. So we were kind of grouped up together, but yeah, there aren't many that I know either. So yeah. Okay. It was interesting. Okay. So you mentioned, so after you grew up, you went to college and also did agriculture. Basically, did your siblings do that too? Or was it? Yeah. We okay. all went to the same junior college in Illinois called Blackhawk East. Um, and we got livestock judging scholarships. So it paid for our school. Um, we judged livestock. So, um, that's a whole nother ball game in its own, but <laughs> basically pigs, cattle, sheep, goats, yeah. the whole bit, you judge them yeah. based on the best and explain why you do that. That's yeah. the gist of what that is. So early, Shannon and Justin, when we first started coming to Redeemer, and then I think we started going to the life group that you guys are in currently, that you host, it's at your house, and you were judging a pig show at yeah. the county fair the next county that. over, So and you invited us, and so we were like, oh, uh, okay. So we, we went, <laughs> and it was pretty cool. It was a lot yeah. of fun watching you out there with the microphone in the middle of the arena with people all around, and 
judging the pigs and I have no idea what you're saying about the pigs, but <laughs> using language to say There's this lots is good of bacon. about this. <laughs> yeah. Lots, yeah. Yeah, lots of bacon. Lots of bacon everywhere. Yeah. Well, that was a lot of fun. And now we've been to a few more and I'm like, oh, Alyssa does yeah. that, you know, yeah. whenever we go to the fair. Yeah. If you're ever at a fair, um, that's, that's what I do mainly cool. with pigs, but yeah, it's definitely its own little world, its own little language. Um, my husband thought the same thing when he met me and was introduced to that world as well. So, <laughs> so tell me about Bobby, your husband, Bobby, right? Where did you guys yeah. meet? How did that come about? So we met in Brownfield, Texas. Um, this was the second year, um, after I graduated college. So I went to JUCO in Illinois and then I transferred to Texas tech, um, I was ready to get away from my siblings and do my own thing and be my own person. And so I moved to Texas. Didn't really shock my family, but uh, went to Texas Tech. Also did livestock judging there. Got an ag education degree with the thought of teaching agriculture in high school. Um, and But when I graduated, I did a job first that was writing curriculum, a desk job. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I didn't think I was quite ready to just teach. It seemed a little daunting. Um, but then I realized quickly that sitting at a desk wasn't for me a couple months into that job. And so after that year, I started applying to schools within the area. Um, and there was a little school down the road from Lubbock called Brownfield. And I applied there and I got the position. Um, I was, it's small town, West Texas. So I was the first female ag teacher there coming in as a 24 year old single woman. Mm. Um, I was a little iffy about moving to a little town in the middle of nowhere, single <laughs> 24, but it was close to Lubbock. So I was like, well, I'll be close. I can visit my friends and go back on the weekends. Sure. Um, I didn't know how busy I would be though with first year teaching. So, <laughs> um, but ultimately I met Bobby because he was the CFO of that school. So he okay. ran the finance office. So that's what, that's what he does now still here at yeah. Rockwall though, right? Yeah. He's the director of accounting at Rockwall. Okay. So right. it's a very similar position. Yeah. Very good. Just at a bigger school. So Michigan town, is that right? Michigan town. To Lubbock. To Lubbock. To Brownsville. Brownfield. Brownfield. So picture, it Brownfield. Picture it. It's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> Brownfield. A, a big Brownfield. exactly <laughs> what it looks like. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Was it similar in size to Michigan town? It was bigger. Oh, it was bigger. Okay. It was bigger. Wow. It okay. was a 3A school. Sounds the like school, a farming community though. It was very much farming. Yeah. yeah. It was 3A school. I grew up in a 1A school, so it was, it was even bigger oh, okay. than that. So yeah. Lots, lots of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Big farms everywhere. Yeah. That's fun. More more so cotton in that area. Less animals, more okay. cotton. All right. But you're still judging pig shows? I was, yeah. FHA type stuff? Yeah. And Bears. I was teaching agricultural science. So yeah. I was um, in charge of a farm with all the kids that showed, hauling animals and kids to shows, yeah. teaching classes every day, and then running the FFA organization, yeah. which is so, a leadership activity. So what brought you guys? You guys met, you get married out mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. That's uh, what, five, maybe five hour drive from here? Five and a half, six, yeah. Five and a half, six hour drive. So mm -hmm. what brought you from there to here to Rockwall County? Um, so we were kind of just done with that school district. There was a lot of burnout going on, um, both ends for us. And so we decided to make the move to the DFW area because uh, Bobby's daughter was in high school here. Okay. And we wanted to be closer for her to finish yeah. out her high school and be there and be more active in her activities. Uh -huh. So Bobby started the interview process, which took a while. <laughs> we weren't a little sure what was going to happen, but uh, he finally got an offer at Rockwall. And we um, came one weekend to look at houses, and we found one. We put an offer in before we even left that weekend. Wow. Um, he started his, he moved down here a week before I did and started work um, almost six years. So it'll be six years in July when we moved down here. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. So you've, you've been here longer than we've been here. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Okay. So now how did you find Redeemer Church? 
you didn't you didn't get hired and come to the church, right? You, no. you became you were attending the church, and then that eventually led to more roles. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So we found the church because we bought a house in Wood Creek, which is right behind it. Yeah. Um, we were just driving around one day, and we saw the sign that said Redeemer Church, and I actually got rebaptized and came back to Christ at a Redeemer Church in Lubbock. Oh wow! It had the Small same world. same aesthetics and the same ah, yeah. Um, and cool. now looking back, the preacher there was. Almost Shannon's identical <laughs> twin. Preaching style, everything is crazy looking back now. What was but his name? Remember? Dusty. Dusty? Yeah. Pastor Dusty? Mm-hmm. Pastor Shane. You got yeah. a long lost brother? In- I might. <laughs> Y'all would get along. never I told imagine. me about him. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's funny. So I was like, wow. well, that's cool. Like thinking maybe not knowing much about the church world at that time. Like maybe it's like a sister church or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, same name. Yeah. Who, who, yeah. Yeah. It's the exact same name. Um, and so we visited that Sunday that we moved here. And okay. we've been here ever since. Yeah. We went nowhere else. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We've used this term before on this podcast that coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe the, those coincidences, the familiarity, maybe he was just using those to, to call you and bring you guys to yeah. Redeemer, which is cool. Okay. So fast forward. So you're, you're now members at Redeemer Church here in Fate or Rockwall County, I should say, in Fate. And then, uh, so what is your current position? What role do you fill at Redeemer? So currently I'm the deacon of kids ministry. Um, so when I moved to, we moved to Rockwall. I actually didn't even have a job. I was done teaching. I was burnt out. I said, I'll figure something out when we yeah. get there. So you moved for Bobby's job. So he yes. went through that whole process. He's yeah. got a job now. So yep. right. Okay. Um, so you're thinking about what to another do. Another ag teacher reached out to me right after we moved and said the school down the road, Roy City, which I'd never heard of and it's spelled wrong. So it was weird, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> reached out and that. said, no offense, Roy I know, no offense, Roy City, but it is spelled wrong. <laughs> I give everyone that spells it wrong. Like I understand. Uh, yeah. We run into people. Like from out of the area, what city, you know, state, Royce City, and they, they inevitably go, Royce. Royce, yeah. They just stop. The city of Royce. I'm like, no, it's Royce, <laughs> it's Royce City. city. It's, it has to be that. Yes. It's Royce City. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they, uh, they were a bigger school. So back in Brownfield, I was a single ag teacher where it did it all. Um, this one, they were hiring a third teacher. Okay. Um, and so they said, come talk to us if you want the job, it's yours. Um, I went and decided that... I could do this. Um, it seemed like a good fit. And uh, the thought of sharing the responsibilities was a little less daunting. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So, um, and I got to specialize in the, the sectors that I liked, pigs, animal science specifically. Um, so Bacon. Bacon. Yeah. I was waiting for you, Shannon. You, didn't, <laughs> you dropped it. Ribs and center cut pork chops. <laughs> thick, thick ones. Well, that's perfect though, right? I mean, you grew up on a pig farm, so you yeah. know pigs, you're judging pigs. So it, it works out. You can focus on that. Yeah. That's cool. It was nice. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Um, but October of that first year we moved here, I found out I was pregnant with our son, Layton. And I knew immediately that I was not going to go back to teaching. I didn't yeah. tell anyone for a long time. Uh, everyone tried to try to talk me into it one way or another, trying to decide what I was going to do. But I knew there's just no way I wanted to work those hours and raise, not be able to raise my son. Yeah. Um, so he was due and he was due May 31st and we graduated, school graduated like May 28th or oh, something. Wow. So I walked stage with them. Wow. 39 weeks pregnant or whatever wow. business that was. Yeah. Um, and he was born in June. And so I decided I was going to stay home and, um, uh, luckily, my husband was on board, and it was going to be a sacrifice to give up my salary. But that we decided that's what was best for our family. Yeah. So I um, was I was kind of glad too because I got to be more involved in church. I had, I was less busy. 
Um, and that was the time that our current kids ministry um, leader was leaving. I think that was like December or January of that year when the Dodsons left. And uh, someone needed to run VBS and I volunteered. I'm not really sure why. <laughs> I, I look back now, that was definitely a God thing pushing me to like, okay, step out of your comfort zone and do this. Um, Jump because, with both feet. Yeah. That's a yeah. big undertaking. Yeah. So at that point I was just volunteering and said, I'll take on VBS. Um, and then uh, it kind of just led into conversations with other people in the church about maybe taking on this kids ministry role, which in my head, I was not qualified for. Yeah. Um, I didn't really grow up in church. I came back to Christ in college. And so uh, I was aware of my um, abilities to run organizations. I did a lot of that in my teaching, but in terms of being a position at a church, um, that wasn't something that seemed like it would be suitable for me. Yeah. So I didn't really say anything for a while. And then I, I continued to talk to some of the women in the church and they're like, we well, think you should talk to Shannon about this. That, that might be more what he's looking for than someone outside of our church anyway. And so I did that. I was like, it was like April of that year, uh, right before a few months before BBS. Um, and so, that's, so VBS the next year after you volunteered that, that to year. run it. Oh, it was that, it was that year. Okay. That June. All right. Yep. Yep. Very so cool. I dove in pretty quickly and did VBS that June. So after. Shannon, what, when she approached you, was this off the wall or were you, were you expecting it or what, what were you thinking when, when she approached you about the position? No, it wasn't, it wasn't certainly wasn't something that was off the wall. I know with her, um, willingness to jump in with VBS, uh, that there was, uh, she did have the ability to organize people to get things done. And so, um, yeah, it was, uh, we had, I think uh, several conversations about it, about the, the nature of the role, um, leadership of people, um, in that capacity. And, um, so it was for me at that time, it seemed like a hand in glove type fit because there was somebody already here who believed in what we were doing as a church who understood our DNA, knew many of the folks in our congregation, the kids within our congregation, had one herself who she hoped to raise in the fear and admonition of the Lord in a local church. And so it just made sense at that that point to uh, bring her on part-time in that capacity. So she was very – I do remember her hesitations um, (laughs) of saying, hey, I don't don't feel like I'm as well-grounded biblically and theologically as I need to be. But one thing I would say about both her and Bobby is over the course of these last several years, I think both of them have grown leaps and bounds in their understanding of Scripture, understanding of who God is and how He uh, relates to us. Um, I think that they showed a what I would say is an insatiable hunger for that, and they wanted to be fed and filled and and grow. And so um, with both of them, tried to put some good resources in their hands and I think that they've continued to ask questions and grow, and I think she's grown um, from more just more than just being a person who runs logistics for the kids' ministry into being someone who gives oversight to the entire thing at this point. Yeah, that's great. That's that's great. I love how that all came together. So how have the years gone now, Alyssa, since you you jumped in? What, what's it like? Do you enjoy it? I do. Um, I like to be able to be involved, and especially something that my children are going to be in. Um I like that we're a small church and we're kind of all hands on deck. That was kind of the church. Um, I was in a Methodist church until about third grade. My family was, and then family farm and school activities kind of just took over. And we, you know, Sundays became days that we caught up on work at the farm because we were in school activities the rest of the time. Um, and so, yeah, like, like Shannon said, I was, I was pretty hesitant even when we first joined to even be in a kid's classroom because I'm like, I probably don't even know half these stories that they're in these 
kids' Bibles <laughs> very well to answer their questions. But I had been serving in a capacity in the, in the nursery and the preschool rooms. Um, so <clears throat> I think from there, you know, it's it's something that uh, I look back now and God definitely put me in there to push me out of my comfort zone and to learn. Like um, that, that was the fastest way to learn was just get a lesson ready to teach a kid. Yeah. Um, and now I'm really blessed that I have had that opportunity because I have a, a almost five year old, you know, who's asking questions now. And, um, I don't remember being in his position at that age, you know, in church. And so it's kind of like starting all over for me, but, um, I definitely feel a lot more comfortable uh, in my role. I think a lot of it is the same kind of skill set that I needed to be a teacher. Um, it's a lot less stressful than being a teacher in a public school. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, it's kind of nice. And I'm still able to raise it, my kids and be there for them um, yeah. with the flexibility of it being part-time. And so um, and it's been fun to see the church grow and um, just kind of get more comfortable in terms of choosing curriculum and that kind of stuff that yeah. I had others helping me with and still do um, now. But yeah. Yeah. I'm going to back up for just a second yeah. and pull on a thread. You mentioned not knowing some of the stories even in the curriculum for the kids. Mm-hmm. And I, I've experienced that as well myself. And since we've had kids, since becoming a parent, and we've, you know, people have given us like these children's, like the Jesus Storybook Bible is a great one. Some other like kids' Bibles that are, they're, they're storybooks. They're not, it's not a Bible. Right. They have, now that they're getting older, they have Bibles now that are, you know, their own little, um, it's an actual Bible, but it, the Storybook Bibles just tell stories out of the Bible. And I didn't know all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've heard them, of course, at some point, but I'm, I'm learning as, the years go by with all three of our kids as I'm reading them, I'm getting a lot out of it. I'm learning more about the stories. I'm being drawn into my real Bible to, mm-hmm. to like, wow, that's kind of a cool story. I want to go actually yeah. read it again. Research it. And yeah. yeah. It's yeah. been fun. It's been growth for me and for Abby and for us to, to get into those stories again at the kids level. Uh, so I like that. I think that's a really good point and uh, definitely not something to be ashamed of. You know, as people mm-hmm. come into ministry and begin to teach where maybe they haven't taught before, you learn a lot more when you start teaching something. Yeah, And uh, the other thing that I, I wanted to ask you about was volunteers. So your ministry relies heavily on volunteers. You could not do what your ministry is designed to do without the volunteers. So talk for a minute, if you, if you don't mind, about the people that volunteer to come in and teach and to watch and to man these classrooms each and every week. Sure. Yeah. Obviously, we wouldn't have a program at all if it weren't for volunteers. Um, the only hired pers- people outside of myself are our child care um couple child care ladies that we have come in on like our weeknight activities or Sundays during member events so that members yeah. don't have to volunteer and can be at those events. But um, on our regular rotation on Sunday morning, it's all church members and volunteers. Um, majority of those are parents that have kids in those ages. Um, yeah. and there's several handful of those that have kids that are um, adults or older, and then they're stepping back into those positions too. Yeah. And um, we have a great crew for sure that are devoted um, and engaging and just willing to take on our kids and be there, yeah. um, you know, to work for us. So, yeah. One thing about our building is whether you have kids or not, you have to walk past mm-hmm. the classrooms <laughs> to get in and out of church. Whether you, like I said, whether you have kids or not, it's just the design, the layout of the building that we're in right now. And I'm just filled with gratitude every week mm-hmm. when I walk out and I see, you know, they've f- finished teaching the classes, they finished watching these kids and they're interacting with the parents as they check them out and, and hand them their, their stuff. And I, I just feel so blessed by all the volunteers. So if you're listening uh, Mm -hmm. to this from Redeemer Church and you're a volunteer, let me just say thank you. We really appreciate you. We appreciate you serving on the weeks that you do and filling in the weeks that uh, maybe you're not scheduled for. You are taking care of our kids and we are so thankful for pouring into them. So thank you for that. And I know Alyssa would would echo the same. So 
Yeah, I would, I would say too, um, it's been really cool to see over the course, as Alyssa mentioned earlier, over the course of the last several years, because early on it was just a lot of young families who were like, okay, I've got the kids this week, you've got the kids next week, you've got the kids the following week. Mm-hmm. But now there are some uh, adults who are empty nesters who are serving in the kids' ministry, um, some adults who have teenage aged children serving in the kids' ministry in our you know, birth through third grade area. And it's really encouraging to see that folks haven't forgotten the mandate of making disciples of even the youngest who are among us. Mm. Um, and man, I, I would just, if you're listening to this and you're not serving in some capacity right now in the kids' ministry, whether you've got kids in that age range or whether your kids are well beyond that age range or you've got grandkids who are coming to that age range, uh, don't forget about the tremendous blessing it is to plant and water and harvest seeds in the lives of those who are young mm-hmm. uh, and how God might use that to impact them for the rest of their lives. And don't miss out on the blessing of being a part of that. Yeah. 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 yeah don't yeah. miss out. And I'll say with that, yeah, it's, it's it does something, you know, you're serving the church and the kids, but that you get so much back from them too. Like mm-hmm. just watch, especially that preschool age, like just hearing them, uh, their willingness to pray. If you ask who wants to pray, yeah. they all raise their hand. Me, mm-hmm. me, me. Wow. Um, and just the knowledge that they know. Um, even my own son, just the the answers that he can give me that I'm shocked. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that I knew some of those answers a few years ago. And um, just what they're able, you know, to, to hear and soak in and just, things that they're, you know, the, the staples of what they should be learning at this point in time. And yeah, and I will say for anyone who's hesitant, who feels like maybe they're not capable of teaching, um, I was a teacher and I was in that position when I came to this church. And it probably took four or five months for me to willingly serve in any position because yeah. I was hesitant and <laughs> self-conscious. And um, I'll say we have tons of positions for you. Um, you can just be in a classroom as a helper and slowly ease into it. Don't need, necessarily need to teach. Um, we need yeah. people for check-in. And and like I said, you, you end up learning a lot yourself. So it's um, definitely something that you can jump into no matter what your experience is. Yeah, for sure. So what does that take for a volunteer so, or somebody who's not a volunteer that wants to volunteer? What are the steps? What do they look like to yeah. get involved? Um, they just need to contact me. And then I usually sit down and meet with them and talk to them yeah. where, where they're at. Um, if they have a preference in the age of classrooms, I explain mm-hmm. to them, you know, where our positions are that are needed and where we could put them um, and then uh, get them into our center, our planning center um, and get them on a schedule and um, they go through a quick training outside of the trainings that we hold every year for our volunteers. Yeah. And a background check, right? And a background check. Yeah. If yes. you're listening and you're, and you're curious about the kids ministry, everybody, everybody's background checked yearly. Everybody's mm-hmm. background checked annually. And the training mm-hmm. is now annual as well Yes, to make yep. sure that we're up to speed and our kids mm-hmm. are as safe as possible and we're adhering to all the best practices that that are out there because yeah. we want to be safe uh, with them specifically. So anyway, before we wrap it up, really appreciate you joining mm-hmm. us, Alyssa, today. I want to open it up. Justin, did you have any questions? Yeah, I just had a question about um, like what what's Pigs. the biggest... Pigs, yes. <laughs> Can we get some bacon? That's all right. Uh, I used to have a freezer. Bacon. I used to have a freezer full growing up, and now we have to buy it, and it really stinks. <laughs> uh, my only question about the ministry is: uh, What's the biggest challenge with this ministry um, for you? And you know, and how can how can we help? You know, as a a, a member of the church. Uh, well, I think it just goes back to we're volunteer based, and people have busy lives and have kids. So I think. 
um, just scheduling and then fill-ins. Um, people have sick kids. People have things that they're doing, and um, sometimes it comes up where they're not able to serve. And so I think um, the more volunteers we get, the better it's going to fix that problem, just having more people on reserve, people serving less. I know we've gone through phases where we've been pretty skim, and people have definitely felt burnout. I felt that myself. Mm-hmm. Um to where you can sometimes you just want to go to church mm. <laughs> and be at church. Um, so I think the more people we have will help that issue just yeah. to have more rotation. Uh, we want to add another classroom so that our kids are spread out and the classes aren't so big. So again, that's just where we need more volunteers and um, just consistency. Uh, we have a lot of volunteers that say I can do it once a month this weekend every time. And it definitely makes scheduling a little smoother um, uh, with that as well. So awesome. That's, Great. that's our biggest challenge, of course. Okay, yeah. before we wrap it up, Tell us something, I'm going to put you on the spot here, something we don't know about pigs, an interesting fact. <laughs> oh, um, pigs don't have sweat glands. They can't sweat. What? And Whoa. that's why they roll around the mud to cool down. Oh. They're not just dirty creatures. <laughs> They're actually pretty intelligent. It's intentional. That's, that's why the bacon tastes so good. <laughs> yes. It roll around. See, I was hoping for something that Shannon could use as a sermon illustration, but I'm not <laughs> sure that's going to work. Yeah. Sweat um, glands. Well, along with the bacon, the bacon <laughs> yes. tastes so good because it's the fattiest part of the body. The bacon mm. comes from the side, bottom, belly. So that's the fattiest region. Huh. And as much as I don't like fatty meat, flavor comes from fat. Yeah. So that's why bacon's so yeah, fatty too. Yeah, and that's yeah, why yeah. the flavor's so good. Man. Shannon, do you have sweat glands? <laughs> Last time I checked, I don't. I must be a pig. <laughs> Got to find okay. a pile of mud. All right. Before this goes too far off the rails, <laughs> thank you for joining us today, Alyssa. We really appreciate You're you welcome. and all thanks the work you do at Redeemer Church. And uh, thanks for listening to the Redeeming Fate podcast today. We'll catch you next time. Bye.